Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Sponsored by Sunbury Press, a publisher of paperback, ebooks, and hardcovers in a variety of categories, distributed worldwide and are available wherever books are sold. I'm your host, Lawrence Knorr, and tonight we're going to be talking to author Ronald Mayer about his book, The 1932 Yankees, the story of a legendary team, a remarkable season, and a wild world series. At the outset of the Great Depression, as FDR campaigned to replace Herbert Hoover, a baseball season was played across America. In the National League, the Chicago Cubs narrowly won the pennant thanks to the likes of Gabby Hartnett, Charlie Grimm, Billy Herman, Riggs Stevenson, Kiki Kyler, I'm sorry, Kai Kai Kyler, Johnny Moore, Lon Warnicke, and Guy Bush. In the American League, leaving Connie Mack's Philadelphia Athletics in the dust. Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Bill Dickey, Earl Combs, Tony Lazari, Ben Chapman, Frankie Crisetti, Joe Sewell, Lefty Gomez, Red Ruffing, George Pipgrass, and Johnny Allen led the way to one of the winningest teams in the early American League, overshadowed only by the 1927 Yankees. Chicago and New York then clashed in one of the most lopsided and talked about World Series in baseball history. So we have Ronald Mayer. He's also the author of a number of baseball books besides the 32 Yankees. He's written about the 1937 Newark Bears, also a book called Perfect, about 14 pitchers of perfect games, a book about Christy Matheson, and a book about the 1923 Yankees, and last but not least, the New Jersey Book of Lists. A very busy guy from New Jersey, Welcome, Ronald Mayer. Good well, to have glad you tonight, to be Ron. here, Lawrence. Yeah, glad to <laughs> be here. Great time of year to be talking baseball. I know spring training has started. You must be excited about the upcoming season. How do your Yankees oh, look? Yeah. Well, you know, if you read what the, the press says, I mean, everything is rosy. But um, uh, I guess I'm a hard-nosed guy and uh, – uh, I, I'd, I'd like to see the Yankees get a little bit more pitching. That, that's always yeah. a problem. I mean, they got two no. guys there uh, that are iffy, you know, uh, Tanaka and yeah. uh, and Cece. I mean, they go down, <laughs> you you got problems. So they could use pitching, no question. I'm assuming you're a Yankees fan since you've written a bit about oh, the yeah. Yankees. <laughs> yeah, my, fa- my, yeah, my father used to talk to me about Bill Dickey and – uh, Earl Combs and a bunch of those guys <clears throat> when I was growing up. Yep. Yeah, I'm a big Phillies fan, but I also watched the Yankees on Channel 11 as a kid because I had a, I went as a paper boy. I spent a few bucks and got a black and white TV that had some rabbit ears on it, and I could get UHF and get uh, get those Yankee <laughs> games. <laughs> Used to love yeah. that. The book we're talking about, the guys we're talking about, I mean, as I rattle off the names, it basically sounds like a wing of the Hall of Fame. There's some great guys that played on that 32 team. Yeah, well, you know, what prompted me to to write this book was 
I uh, I read somewhere, I don't recall now, that the 1932 Yankees had 10 future Hall of Famers. I said, oh, wait a minute now. 10 on one team? Can you imagine, Lawrence, now, today? <laughs> you, you're lucky you get one or two. <laughs> Well over the luxury tax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I looked into it and uh, sure enough, there were ten of them, including the manager. They had Ruth, yeah. Garrick, Dickey, Lazari, Sewell, Combs, Pennock, Gomez, Ruffing, and McCarthy. It's you know, unbelievable. I said, Well gee, let me you know, let me check into this and and see what it looks like. And the more I looked into it, the more it developed into a, a fantastic season, a fantastic uh, World Series. I mean, yeah. it was more than you know, just the ten ball Hall of Famers. I mean, they they won the uh, uh, won the pennant by thirteen games, as you, uh, you know, said in the beginning. Uh, and and the A's had uh, Philadelphia A's had a wonderful team. I mean, <laughs> you know, they had Jimmy Fox. Uh, I think he hit I don't know like 58 home runs that year. Uh, wow! They had uh, you know uh, Mickey Cochran, Al Simmons, had uh, Lefty Grove in pitching, Rube Walber, uh, Walber, um, uh, George Earnshaw, and so they had a good club. You know, it wasn't that uh, they were in a weak league, and um, yeah, they. Uh, they uh, they did very well, and, and and during during the season, I mean, it was interesting. During the season, uh, uh, it was I think around June June third to be exact. Um, Gehrig uh, hit four home runs in one game, wow. and uh, yeah, it it uh, you could have had the fifth game if it wasn't uh, I I don't recall the left fielder, but uh, he made a sensational catch, or else it would have been five in that game. And the same game, this is incredible, the same game, Tony Lazari hit for the cycle, the regular cycle of whatever you want to call it. He had a single, a double, a triple, and a home run in that order. And the home run, would you believe it, was a grand slam. I mean... <laughs> Wow. You can't make this stuff up. Uh, so he did the cycle in good. order. In order. That, that's yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. Well, the other thing that was going yep. on, you know, it it was the back in the backdrop was the the Great Depression was just underway, and I, I wonder if maybe that has something to do with why this team was somewhat forgotten because we talk so much about the '27 Yankees. Then you talk about, you know, DiMaggio's teams and the teams of the 50s as well, Yogi's teams and and Casey Stengel and all that. But we kind of forget a little bit about Joe McCarthy in the 1930s. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like like I said, I think in in the beginning of the book, uh, the 23 club was, was, uh, was, uh, you know, got a lot of publicity. As you said, 27, of course, Uh, 39. And 61, when the uh, the M&M boys, Mantle and Maris, yeah. uh, they got a lot of press. And then the latest was the 1998 Yankees. That was a team that won 114 games, which included playoffs and World, and World Series. 
you know, with the Jeter and the Martinez and Posada, and Williams and those that whole well, group. I wonder if that team has ten Hall of Famers before it's all said and done. Well, maybe yeah. maybe four or five. Yeah, I, uh, ten is going to be tough to to, to, <laughs> to beat or to tie. But uh, yeah, they might they might have. Uh, well, they got one in there already, the Rivera. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back in '32, I, I, when I opened talking about this, former Cub manager Joe McCarthy. So was he? What, what was the deal with the Yankees management? It wasn't Miller Huggins. Something happened with Miller Huggins. Yeah, and yeah McCarthy Miller Huggins over. passed. He, he passed away suddenly, and um, and McCarthy uh, had been fired by the uh, Cubs. Uh, and the previous year, he had won the pennant in, in it for them, but uh, uh, he lost the World Series. But uh, he um, he was fired, so he was available. And uh, the Yankees uh, picked him up right away, McCarthy. And uh, uh, his first year, he didn't he didn't win anything. But his second year, thirty two, uh, he brought them home with the pennant and uh, and the World Series. Yeah, and he was. Now, a, I know um, we've already. Go ahead. I was going to say we've already we've already kind of spoiled the book a little bit with uh, saying how they oh. won the pennant. So it's like team game. So no surprises yeah. in the book there. Now you're going to say something else about McCarthy. Uh, well, he was a lot different than uh, than uh, Miller Huggins. Miller Huggins was kind of loose. Uh, you know, he let the let the players do pretty much what they wanted to do, within reason. Uh, of course, Ruth. You know, you know, nobody could control Ruth anyway. Uh, but when uh, McCarthy came in, he had strict rules. Uh, you know, you had to be at breakfast at a certain time. Uh, we had drills all the time. You had to dress, you know, look presentable. And uh, so uh, he kind of cracked the whip a little bit, uh, at least compared to what the Miller Huggins, uh, you know, was. But uh, And he got the results, no question. Was this no one question. of Ruth's last years with the Yanks? It was uh, um, no next to last year. I think uh, yeah. his last year was uh, thirty-four, maybe or that, or thirty-four. He went to the Braves. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think right. thirty-four. He went to the Braves, but don't quote me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think you're yeah. right. So thirty-three would have been probably his last year with the Yanks. So this thirty-two yeah. is that and his, he was, his last pennant with the Yanks? Yeah, that was de- definitely his last pennant. Yeah. And World Series, yeah. And <laughs> he went out in a blaze of glory there. I mean, he, you know, he was always looking to be the manager. Uh, there was yeah. no question, and, uh, and uh, uh, Rupert wasn't going to make him manager no, under no any circumstances. Uh, was he going so to do the, that? So, yeah. Yeah, during the season they have a, a pennant race pretty much with the A's, I guess, as their main competition, but. Yeah, Washington recall, a little was, bit. Was, that, was it ever in doubt? Was there ever really any competition that summer? Nah, maybe early on. Uh, and then at one point, I forget the exact date, but then it was pretty much over. From that point on, they, the Yankees never lost uh, first place. They were, yeah. you know, shoe And even the Chicago story is an interesting one, too, because uh, the, the Cubs were – they were five games out of uh, of the race when uh, uh, Charlie Grimm uh, uh, took over. 
Um, they uh, they fired uh, Rogers Hornsby, and um, and Charlie Grimm took over, and uh, he brought them uh, he brought them a pennant, uh, and that was a that was a big um, somewhat of a shocker. Uh, it was I think it was around August sometime early August, and uh, they were two entirely different personalities. Rogers Hornsby was not very well liked from what I read. Uh, the ball players, um, he was just a real, he was tough. He demanded a lot from every ball player. I mean, you know, there's one thing to demand stuff, but uh, as one of the ball players said that, uh, you know, Rogers Hornsby was probably one of the, if not the best right-handed hitter in baseball, he expects everybody to hit like he does. Well, yeah. that's not going to happen, and you know, he was too demanding. And now you get Charlie Grimm, whose nickname was Jolly Charlie, and uh, he's an entirely different personality. The players took to him, and uh, he brought brought home a, a pennant. Um, well, it looks like the, and, the Cubs were going through the managers if they went from McCarthy to Hornsby. And then yeah. Graham all yeah. in what three or four seasons. That's pretty pretty that's a lot of exactly. turn a lot of turnover. Yes, it is. Yeah. And he had a well, let's get back to the time he had, Go ahead. I was yep. gonna say let's get back to the Yankees. We're talking about ten Hall of Famers on the same team. That's a lot of <laughs> egos. And you got Ruth and Gehrig. Now I know those two were polar yeah. opposites. You know, Ruth the oh, flamboyant yes. playboy and Gehrig the quiet family man. But, yep. uh, tell tell yep. us a little bit about, a little bit about some of the other personalities that you recall. Who were some other characters well, you know, on the team? Yeah, well, I think the the, the well, there were two two real characters, <laughs> and they were totally opposite guys. Lefty Gomez, I mean, there's, you know, he he's just, uh, I mean, beside being a, a Hall of Famer and a great left-handed pitcher, was a, a, a generally a, a nice guy, and uh, on and off the field. And, uh, I mean, he had a great sense of humor, a great wit. I devote almost almost two pages to uh, uh, his, you know, best quips that he had. Uh, uh, really, you know, funny stuff, one-liners. Uh, very bright guy. And, uh, and then his polar opposite was Johnny Allen. Johnny Allen was a, a rookie in 32. And in fact, Previous years playing in Newark, here in New Jersey, and um, he wound up having a 17 and four record with the Yankees, and he really was a huge, huge help. But he was just uncontrollable. I mean, he he did some 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 crazy things. I'm trying to recall some of them, but he just he just was out of control, and the uh, Yankees eventually had to get rid of him. And I think they traded him off. I think it was Cleveland he went to, but I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, other than that, too, that was pretty much harmony on that club. Uh, yeah. You, you didn't, uh, not like, not you like didn't Billy Martin's team, huh? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, not like Billy Martin. There was only one Billy Martin. And uh, and, and you match him up with Steinbrenner, and you, you've got some. <laughs> <laughs> and Reggie. <laughs> you guess. Yeah. And Reggie, oh yeah, the straw that uh, stirred the drink, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were they were fun days though. I mean, if you were a fan, uh, you know they, they they were fun days. The Yankees. Uh, those are the days I was watching the Yankees with Catfish Hunter. Uh, mm. I remember Catfish and Thurman Munson. I think. Yeah, they. It was right right be, right before he passed away. Before the plane, I guess he was in a plane crash. And I remember right. when that happened. Yeah. And yeah, so a little yeah. bit of time was, there that that I was following the Yankees before uh, I really was all in with the Phillies. Uh-huh. Most of my life. You still a Philly fan? Oh yeah, and real happy about Harper. Although I, I hope he lives <laughs> up to the up to the catch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, well see. Yeah, he's got a lot of lot hey, to live he's up sell, there. He's selling jerseys. He's selling oh, jerseys. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so these two these two great teams get together in the World Series in 1932, and we say it's a memorable World Series, even though. Maybe it was a bit lopsided, but is that one of the reasons it's memorable? Or tell us a little bit of well about what else happened in that thirty-two series. Well, the thirty. In order to understand the thirty-two World Series, I think you have to go back to um, the Cubs um, shortstop uh, Billy Jerkus. He was the Cubs shortstop in thirty-two. And um, he uh, he was young, 23, I think. He met a uh, a young uh, woman by the name of Violet Popovich. I think I'm pronouncing that right, Popovich. And she had a very, very rough uh, childhood. Uh, she was one of five kids or something, and, and her parents were divorced early. Had no money, so the mother had to put her uh, in uh, a foster care, which at eight, and she stayed there until she was eighteen, which uh, obviously didn't help help her at all. And uh, make a uh, not a long story short, but to just shorten it up a little bit, she uh, fell for uh, Billy Jerds, the uh, the shortstop for the uh, for the Cubs, and. Uh, and you know he was young, she was young, and uh, it, it, I don't know if it was getting serious or not, but it, it, they were going out. Uh, and uh, he was told by one of the players, I think it was Kyler. Uh, I don't know if you how you pronounce it, Kiki or Kiki. I pronounced it Kiki, but anyway, yeah. he was told by Kiki Kyler that uh, uh, you know. It's, She's she's not uh, she's looking to get married, stay away from her. You have a career and and so forth. So anyway, he did listen to her. He broke it off. Uh, then at about uh, middle not the middle of July, early July, uh, he was at the Hotel Carlos in Chicago, and uh, she uh, went down to his room. Went in the room. Uh, he let her in. They were arguing and whatnot, pulled out a gun. She shot him, and in the struggle and so she got shot. Now, neither one was seriously shot, but they were still shot and so forth. And um, he didn't, um, he didn't um, press any charges, um, but uh, he wasn't the same. When he came back in a couple of weeks to play, he wasn't the same, which prompted uh the uh, Cubs to go out and get uh, 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 Mark Koenig, 
who used to play with the Yankees to get him to right. play short. Okay. So, and Koenig, when he left the Yankees, was well-liked. Everybody liked him. Okay, so Koenig, and Koenig played very well from the time he went with the Cubs right to the end. And some some people even think that, uh, historians think that he helped, you know, seriously helped them win, win the pennant. So, so now you got, uh, okay, so that's the setup. Now comes uh, the Cubs go ahead and divvy up the money for the uh, for the World Series and they vote him only a half share. Well, uh-huh. Babe Ruth and some of the Yankees found out about it and they started, this was a couple of weeks before the World Series, uh, they started uh, going after the Cubs, calling them cheapskates and nickel, nickel pinchers and all kinds of uh, names. And so that kind of set it up the World Series before first pitch was ever thrown ill will right there and uh so you know with the with the series going on like that uh, uh i mean uh, they were throwing lemons out at uh at ruth when he came up to bat and uh and and there was arguments back and forth by both clubs i think at one point uh the commissioner had to get get involved but anyway the other thing that happened oh the well, let me get on to the other thing that happened. Was Ruth in the third game was supposed to have called his his home run. Uh two field. two count and uh, Charlie Root was pitching and on the next pitch supposedly he called the the home run to center field and that's where he whacked it. It's four hundred and ninety feet to center field. Wow. But <laughs> But then when you go in and start reading about it, uh, well, there must have been at least 12, 15 uh, ball players that said, no, that never happened. He never pointed to, seven, to center field. And the fact, Charlie Grimm, who was playing first base, said he pointed to the mound. So, And nothing was mentioned in the papers till about three days later and about him calling his shot. Well, then, of course, you know, Ruth never denied it, and it just kept going on and on. And uh, uh, except that I think it was in 1942, um, they were out in Hollywood, and uh, Gehrig had passed away. They were playing, uh, they were making a movie, Pride of the Yankees. And Charlie Root was out there, uh, it's a consultant, and Ruth was out there, and Babe Herman was there. He was, he was playing Gehrig on, uh, I guess, these long shots that they have of of, of Gehrig in the movie. And um, according to Babe Herman, he heard Ruth and Ruth talking about the call shot, and Ruth said to Ruth, "Well, did you really hit that, or did you really, did you really?" Uh, point to center field and call that shot and babe said no way or something like no i didn't but it makes a hell of a story and (laughs) i mean so in his own words he um he admitted he didn't do it uh so uh you know that that story's been carried on today and you'll still see it lawrence if you if you read 
you know, anything about that period of time, you'll still see it being written that he called the shot. Yeah. Well, I can tell you. And, and the, go ahead. Researching, you know, baseball history and, you know, the book that I did on Eddie Plank, especially the further back uh-huh. you go, especially that era before World War II, the newspapers like love to have, you know, <laughs> legendary stories or they, they would certainly talk up the players or you know, would uh, embellish quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm definitely. sure the Ru- I always suspected the Ruth story was probably not true, but hey, it's the yeah. babe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He could do anything. A lot of, there was a lot of stories about the babe that weren't that weren't true. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and the irony, the Cubs shortstop, the Cubs shortstop. That that's sort of like the precursor to the the natural. Is that the basis yeah. for the that book by Bernard Bernard Malamud? Uh, Malamud, yeah. Seems, yeah. Seems to be. You know the the, the irony though, and 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 that. Uh, World Series and when when they're arguing back and forth and all that uh, was the fact that uh, they were all talking about Koenig, you know, he was the Mark Koenig was the guy that really started that that kind of thing. I mean, he didn't start it, but he was the cause of it. And uh, he only played. He was injured the first game. First uh. game, he was injured, and the next, and he only he played just got up a couple of at bats then. And the only other time he played was in game three, he pinch hit. Otherwise, he wasn't even a factor, other than causing all the ill will right from the beginning. Now listen, Ronald, we have a couple minutes to go here. Let's talk a little bit, just a little bit about a couple of the other books. Uh, what prompted you to do a Christy Matheson book some years uh, ago? Well, you know, at the time I did the Christy Matheson book, there was no Christy Matheson books. It was the first, yeah. and uh, it w- my book was not a a biography in a sense. It was more a chronology. I I covered every game he pitched, both a, w- a win and a loss, every game mm-hmm. for his entire career. Uh, now it sounds like it's deadly and boring, but uh, I hopefully added a lot of color with you know other ball players and the history of the game moving forward uh, but uh, well i would think a book about matheson if he covered all the games the wins and losses there were quite a few more wins than losses in his career. oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. And it, it, that was a that was a monumental task i don't think i'd uh, try that again I, uh, I was always interested in Matheson, and I've been to his grave a couple of times up in Lewisburg. It's up the river from me. And, of course, yeah. his tie to, to Plank in the World Series back in the right uh, 20, 20 years before this book about the Yankees, uh, you know, very interesting time. And Matheson was a great player. Shame he died so oh. young. Yeah, yeah. Well, he died, what, in the First World War with uh, gas, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah exposure to uh Yes. Uh, yeah, it was, that was a shame, and uh, that was McGraw's uh, boy. Uh, and he um, was amazing, Christy Madison. Well, yeah, I'm talking to Ronald Mayer, the author of the 1932 Yankees: The Story of a Legendary Team, a Remarkable Season, and a Wild World Series. This has been the Sunbury Press Book Show. Thank you for joining.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.